isn't indeed. You guys like Easter? We know Easter is about... That's right. The Sunday school answer is Jesus. Am I right? So Easter is about Jesus. But does anybody else here like candy? Yes, me too. Um, Anybody have a guess? Ruby, you can't answer. Anybody guess what my favorite candy is? I'll give you a hint. There's something on me that might clue you in. What do you think, buddy? Jelly beans. Jelly beans. Mm, not really, but that's a good guess. Reese's? Reese's? How do you know? Yes, I'm wearing my Reese's socks today. Yes, good eye. Reese's are clearly the supreme candy of all candies. Um, but I've got these, so I've got these special eggs for you today. Um, yeah, they're glittery. Be careful, the glitter gets everywhere. Um, but inside this candy, in this egg, crack, crack, crack. Oh, there we go. Guess what we have? Of course, Reese's. Look at that glitter. Oh, it's going to be a mess, everyone. Parents, beware. I apologize in advance. So, I'm going to take this Reese's. Don't drool. I have one for you, too, I promise. I'll give it to you at the end. One for each of you, and a golden egg. So if I take this Reese's, this is kind of unfair, isn't it? But I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to take this Reese's and eat it. Hmm. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Mm. Now, so, once I've eaten this Reese's, and it's inside of me, can I ever go back in this wrapper? Even if I could, like, bring it back, would it be the same? No. No way. That <laughs> no way. In case you all didn't hear, thank you for that, Jack. That's the response I needed. This Reese's is gone, and it's forever changed. And now it's forever going to be a part of me. That's good and that's bad, right? <laughs> but it's now forever. When Jesus gave up his life. He went into a grave. You, you knew I was going to do something with his Reese's, right? He's, he's like that Reese's, and when he came out of that grave, he was changed forever, just like this Reese's forever changed. And you know what? He can never, ever, ever go back in it. It's impossible. Just like I can't recreate that Reese's to go back in its wrapper, Jesus can never, ever, ever, ever go back in the grave. Do you know why? He's forever changed. He's not what he was before. Here's a great part. Just like that Reese's went inside of me and it's forever a part of me, those that believe in him, he comes inside of you and he's forever a part of you. Once he was dead, but now he is alive. And forever he will be alive. I, don't you love that? He didn't stay in the grave and then when he came out, it was a complete transformation. Because it would be one thing like, oh, maybe he wasn't really dead. you know. But then if he wasn't really dead and he came to life again, what would happen? Well, eventually he'd die. And he'd be in a grave somewhere. And then you'd be able to find his body because he was completely dead. But you know what? He's gone. He never went back in a grave. He's alive forever. They've looked for his bones. People try to disprove that Jesus died and rose again. They've looked everywhere for Jesus' body. And you know what? Can't find it. You know why? He's forever alive. You will never get him back in a grave because he's changed forever. And for those that believe in him, we are changed forever as well. How do we know? How do we know if Jesus is alive today, there would be evidence? Don't you think? Like, I haven't seen him. Have you seen him? 
Maybe we haven't seen him with our eyes, like I can't touch him like I can touch, I won't touch you, but yeah, I could if I wanted to, but I'm going to be kind and respect your space. But you could touch me. See, I'm here. I'm in the room. But Jesus, we don't always see. How do we have evidence of him? Let me ask you this. Have you ever prayed to Jesus and it happened, what you asked God to do? Anybody? A couple of you? Yeah. Have you ever heard stories of people who are sick, but then they were healed in the name of Jesus? Yeah. Come on. That's evidence. Jesus is alive, like you just saying. Isn't that awesome? There's so many ways he shows us that he's alive and he's active in our world. But the best one is that when we believe, when we receive the reality of Jesus, we become different. We're changed forever. We can never be who we were before. Just like Jesus could never go back in that grave. The Bible says this. I have a scripture for it, Marv. Can you put that one up? I love this. Jesus' friend John wrote this, said that to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. For all of us who will choose to believe and receive him, we become children of God forever, and we can never be anything else. You get a whole new identity, and you know that's a big deal right now. People are always talking about how we, what our identity is, but you know what the best identity you can have? To be a child of God, to be a son or a daughter of God forever, and no one can take that from you. It's who you're created to be. It's what you're meant for. There's a lot of things you can try to be in your life, but there's one thing that God designed you for, is that you'd be his son, that you'd be his daughter, that you'd be his children forever. When we come to Jesus, we become something completely different. It's what you're meant to be. Just like that Reese's cup I, I ate. It wasn't meant to be in a package forever. It was meant to be eaten. You're not meant to live for yourself. You're meant to live for Jesus. You have a question? What? Don't spill that whatever it is, please. What's your question? How come Jesus died on the cross once, but when you go back, then you're on the cross? Because once he died, his mission was accomplished. He's never going to go on the cross again. You don't get how his mission was accomplished? Well, did Jesus deserve to die? Did he do ever, anything wrong ever? No. He was perfect. The only perfect human that ever walked the earth was Jesus. But he chose to let them kill him because we deserved it. And because he's a perfect son of God and God himself, when he gave up his life for us, the mission was accomplished for what? To save us. And it only needed to be done once. Because when Jesus went in that grave as a human, he came out as God. When we put our faith in him, we go in as human, but we come out as children as God, children of God. Isn't that awesome? Well, I'm going to pray for you guys in a sec, and I'm going to give, oh, you got another thing? Let me pass these out while you ask me. What? I got you that time. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, later, we're going to have an egg hunt. This is to keep you excited that that moment is coming. Um, I'll start over here. Jack thinks I'm leaving him out. Oh, no, I'm going to run out. I'm not going to have enough. I'm not going to have enough. I do have enough. It's all good. I'm going to, oh, that grave is empty. I'm going to pray for you, and then I'll let you grab an egg. And guess what's in the egg? That's right. Um, if you don't like it, bring it to me later. Um, but don't eat it during the service unless your parents let you. 
But I think you should wait because that egg is going to make noise when you open it. You're going to just stack somebody. It's just not going to be. This is just, I, I wanted to be the one to give you first egg for the hunt today. You ready? Let me pray with you. Bow your heads. Father in heaven, we thank you that you call us to come to you as little children. Jesus, you love to set us on your lap and bless us. I pray today you'd bless all these children. God, I pray that they would come into the fullness of their identity as children of God, that they would believe you, that they would receive you. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody taking the egg? Just one. Now, if you didn't get those coloring pages yet, I would like to encourage you to get them. I'm going to share a little message, and you can listen in while I share with everyone else in the room, because this one is just your special time. But if you get bored, I want you to have those coloring pages. And my commitment is, it's not going to be long, okay? Hold me to it. If you're like, suddenly this is getting too long, say, Pastor Jesse, you're talking too long. We'll see if any of them actually do that. Bless those kids one more time. We love them. We do love them. He is risen. risen I want to read to you the account from Jesus' friend John. We read the first part of his book. Now we're going to read the very last part of his book in John chapter 20, the story of the day when Jesus arose. And this may be familiar to you. Good. And if it's not, good. Uh, John chapter 20. Now we're going to put the verses up here if you want to follow along. And I'm going to read quite a bit. Just remember, this is historical fact. So um, in a sense, it's a, a history book. But in another sense, it's maybe the best day of all of human history. John chapter 20. I'm going to start in... I'm actually going to skip to verse 11 just for time's sake. So... But to, to summarize what happened before this moment, Mary Magdalene, one of the followers of Jesus, had gone to the tomb early on Sunday morning, as we gather today, to pay her respects to her dear friend and rabbi, Jesus, and found that the tomb was empty. And she ran back to the other followers and said, the tomb's empty. And the couple, John and Peter, came, and they saw that it was empty. When they saw it was empty, they left. But Mary stuck, stuck around. And here's what happened. Verse 11. Says this, uh, John chapter 20, verse 11. Now Mary, I hope I didn't mess you up. Good job, Marvin, you're on it. Uh, now Mary stood outside the tomb crying, as you would if your great leader and friend had passed away. And as she wept, she bent over to look in the tomb, and she saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and one at the foot. And they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. And at this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize that it was Jesus. Verse 15, he asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Now, I don't know. I feel like Jesus was kind of just having a good time right here, like, <laughs> like he didn't know. Thinking he was the garden, she said, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. He spoke her name. I love that. She turned to him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. She knew who he was now after hearing him speak her name. And Jesus said, Don't hold on to me, for I've not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to the to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Verse 18, and we'll land it here. 
Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. We'll stop there. What an amazing day. Mary went to the tomb weeping, but she left the tomb rejoicing. Why? Because she had seen the Lord. And when you see the Lord, it changes everything. Changes everything. Changed her life. It changed the disciples. Of the disciples. It changed everything, even for you and me today. As we've talked about already today, Jesus lived as a man in the flesh just like you and I. But on that one day, that glorious day, 2,000 plus years ago, he took off the, in, the corruptible tent of human flesh. He took it off, laid that in the grave, and put on glory. He put on heaven. He put on eternal life. And he is more alive now than he has ever been. Jesus is more alive today than he has ever been. This is the truth. And because he's now alive, he invites us into that same eternal life with him. To be forever identified with the Son of God as children of God. So I want to ask you, as John said, have you believed him? Have you received him? as this passage says, because it's not just about, do you know the story? Did you grow up in church? It's not, it's not about that. Have you believed and received him? But also, we need to be clear, it doesn't, the reality of Jesus is not determined by whether or not you believe him. Jesus is reality. He is facts. We put our faith in him because he is reality, because he is the immovable fact that changed all of human history. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's not like myself or even Jesus is somehow worried that if you don't believe, he'll disappear into the background. He won't. Jesus will forever stand as the one who's forever alive. And you have the opportunity to believe and receive the truth or live inside a lie. That's the truth. It's the historical truth. It's the heavenly truth. But he did it. He conquered the grave. And why the grave? Because the greatest fear of mankind without God is the fear of death, the fear of losing our life. And the second to that is fearing that we would lose our sense of purpose and identity or not having a sense of purpose or identity. And he accomplished both. He conquered death and all fear with it, but showed us once and for all that we were meant to be identified as children of God forever and forever. That tomb is empty. That changes everything. Jesus was dead, but he's now alive. He's alive for you. And if you believe him, he's alive in you, and that changes everything. The amazing thing about Jesus, in contrast to many other world leaders, many other religious leaders, is that every day since his death and then his resurrection, all over the world, people have been encountering the reality of this risen king. Most world leaders, most popular figures, the longer they've been dead, the less we remember them. 
But the crazy thing about Jesus is every day and every year goes by across the world, across every nation on the planet, Jesus just keeps getting more famous. Did you know it? The people every day are learning about him. People every day are encountering Jesus, and they would say, I have seen the Lord. I was thinking about this. Let me just say as an aside. You know, the crucifixion, Jesus dying on a cross, is one of the most historically documented facts in all of human history, not just in the Bible. Did you know that? Like, it's in the secular history books that this teacher named Jesus was hung on a cross by Roman soldiers. It actually happened, okay? It's true facts, in case you're wondering. It's not just a fairy tale. It's not a kid's story. It's true history, one of the most documented facts in human history. But do you know what else is true? That every year since, I don't know how many, if it's really every year, but for years since and without end, there have been archaeological digs in the Holy Land. Some of them are looking to disprove him, and none of them have been successful. But you know what? Most of those archaeological digs looking for historical facts about God, Jesus, and the Bible, have most of them discovered? It's true. They found the facts to back up the words. Pieces of the ark the ruins of the cities that were decimated, all that's in here, none of it has been denied by science. It's been proven. That's awesome. So the truth of the matter is, all of human history will have to reckon with this one, one thing. Jesus' grave is empty. And every human heart and soul will have to reckon as well with the fact that Jesus is alive. This is what I was going to say. I was thinking about this this week, and I realized I've heard many, many times in my life, and it's almost cliche, I hear people say, Jesus changed my life. Anybody ever heard somebody say that? Jesus changed my life. Maybe some of you could say, Jesus changed my life. But I've never really heard anyone that I can remember, and I could be wrong, I've never heard anyone say, Muhammad changed my life. Buddha transformed me from the inside out. Confucius really turned my life. I've never heard any of that. Have you? Maybe you have. But what I've heard so much that it's almost cliche is people saying, Jesus changed my life. Do you know why? Because Jesus is alive. And he changes lives today and yesterday and tomorrow and every day because he really is the real deal. And we get to reckon today with an empty grave. He's alive. Mary's testimony was, I have seen the Lord. And we're here today rejoicing because that was true. Jesus is alive forevermore. And he is still showing up. He's still turning mourning into dancing. When we see him, it changes everything. And maybe you're a believer. But if there's mourning in your life over anything today, I want to tell you, Jesus can turn your morning into dancing. I wanted to share with you, just as more evidence of the life of Jesus, that Jesus changed lives, just a couple testimonies. I asked a handful of people in our own spiritual family to, to share succinctly, how could you tell us today that you know Jesus is not dead, but he is alive? And I got just a couple, a handful. I'm not going to name names, but some of these people are sitting in the room today, and some of you would be able to point at them. Don't. 
But these are real-life stories of the fact that Jesus was dead, but he's now alive. Indisputable evidence of this reality. Are you ready for some of these? I gave them a little formula you let it follow. I said, tell me what, how you know that Jesus was dead, but is now alive in your life. And this is what they said. I know that Jesus was dead, but is now alive, because I once lived in nearly constant fear about the future. Often lying awake at night, worried about whether I could measure up, whether I could be alone without loved ones, whether I could find a job, etc., etc. But now, I live in hope of what the future brings because I know I have a good shepherd. A good shepherd who loves me and watches over me, and no matter what the world throws at me, he's with me and will help me. He's alive. These are their own words. I didn't edit these at all. I know that Jesus is dead and now alive because I was living a hard life filled with loss, struggles, tough stuff. I knew the love of a mother, but I really needed to know the love of a father. Through Jesus, I now know the Father's love, and I am changed forevermore. Hallelujah. Two more. You ready for two more? I know that Jesus was dead, but it is now alive because, again, I didn't make these up. These are people you know. If you're a part of the spiritual family, because I want, oh, I already read that one. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, I know that Jesus is dead and now alive because I was aware of my brokenness. I was sexually confused, filled with self loathing, and unable to change myself, my life, or my circumstance. But now I'm different, set free, transformed, and changed forever because I have seen the Lord. Hallelujah. And the last one I want to share. And we'll start to wrap it up. I know that Jesus died and is now alive. This one's very well written. It's a little longer, so focus in, dial in. I know that Jesus died and now does live through love and by love because I was depressed, full of sin, actively practicing witchcraft, and transgender. And now I am secure as a woman of God, finding strength, from the depression and seeing the light at the end of the dark valley. I'm delivered from a majority of the strongholds and sin in my life. I'm able to be more patient than I used to be with people that hurt me and forgive, even when it's difficult. All praise to God above and thank you, Jesus, for paying the price for me to be saved. It's the least I can do in this life to pay it forward by obeying you and offering love to everyone unconditionally. Jesus was dead, but he's now alive. Amen? Amen? Jesus came out of that grave forever changed. And because he's now alive, we are forever changed. And to all believe him who receive him, we get to become the children of God. I want to share just the simplest good news gospel with you. And if you're a believer, you'll be like, I know that. And you should, and you should rejoice. But if you're far away or if you've wandered, I want to remind you today of the goodness of God with three simple passages from the Bible. Romans 3 says this, why did Jesus have to die? Thanks for asking us that, Sophia. Why? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, all of us. But we are justified freely by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We fall short, 
but Jesus met the mark. Romans 6, 23 says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. This is why he went to the grave. Because he carried our sin. He carried the wages of our sin into that grave and left them there forever. Buried forever are the consequences you and I deserve. He rose and is now alive to show that he conquered those things on our behalf. He laid to rest what burdens you today in that grave. And finally, Romans 10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Saved from sin, saved from hell, saved from the fear of death, and saved unto eternal life in heaven. It's been bought and paid for. It's a free gift. Hallelujah. Maybe you'd say, I believe all that. Awesome. But can you say that you're truly now alive? Can you say, I know that Jesus was dead, but he's now alive because? Do you have a story? Do you have a testimony that would be evidence that you have seen the Lord? Because maybe you've heard this. Maybe you grew up with this, but you're not truly experiencing the fullness of life that he has for you. And you may have a few gravestones keeping you in that tomb. For sometimes it's just the circumstances of life that seem to put us in a dark place. Or other times it's hurts that have happened. Maybe the church didn't seem like such a nice place. Or maybe people in the church made you feel like Jesus wasn't such a good idea. But let me tell you, Jesus is still as good as he ever was. And if the circumstances of life or an experience with church or church people, I'm sorry. Forgive us. But don't let them stand in the way of you and the fullness of life Jesus has for you. And if you're in the room today and those are the gravestones keeping you in, Jesus wants to blow that gravestone away. He wants to help you walk into the newness of life and you can confidently say, I know that Jesus was dead, but I know he's now alive because he came to me in my grave and blew open the grave doors. Today can be that day for you. Because you need it. You're made for it. You want it. Let me tell you, there's nothing more anxiety producing in this life than living for yourself. Because then you have to be God. You have to provide for you. You're the only thing you have to live for. And that is an empty, shallow existence. But you can find identity, hope, freedom, life by receiving Jesus. He'll bring you from death to life. So we're going to give you a chance to respond as we take communion today. I actually don't know who's serving that, but whoever that is could come up and share those elements with you and pass those out. We're going to take communion, which is the ultimate picture of receiving Jesus. Now, if you're here today and your faith is in Jesus, please partake. Go ahead and pass that out. If you're saying, I don't know if I have been, but I'm saying yes to Jesus today, please take communion. But if you do happen to be here and you're like, I'm not sure if I'm ready, there is no pressure on you to participate in this, okay? In fact, the Bible says if you don't have faith in Jesus, don't take communion today. So just take the elements and hold them. We're not going to put pressure on anyone. 
But if your faith is in Jesus today, we're going to take this meal that Jesus instituted the night before he was betrayed. We're going to share in his life by remembering his death. We're going to walk out of our graves and into the newness of life as we share this communion together. And once we've all received the elements, we're going to stand. Jesus was dead, but he's now alive forevermore. Hallelujah. All right, I think we all received. Let's stand together. Now, just to make it clear once more, it doesn't matter if you're a part of this church, if you were a part of this church, if you've never been a part of this church and you never come back. That's not what this is about. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been. If your faith is in the risen Christ, I want you to take this tiny, tiny meal with me this morning. Now we've got these funky cups. Turn it upside down to get the brat out of there. And as we do this, we're going to do what Romans 10 said. Again, if you're in faith, you can do this. We're going to make a declaration of faith as we take the bread, and you're going to repeat it. We're going to make a declaration of faith as we take the juice, which represents his blood, and you're going to repeat it because it's the, confession, the belief in our heart and the confession of our mouth that proves and brings us into the fullness of life salvation. Does that make sense? That's why I want you to say it. If you've believed and believed and believed, you can say it again. But if you're like, I'm coming back, say it today. If you've never said yes to Jesus, but you're saying yes to him today, say it. Are we with me? This is our response as we come here today. And so take that little cracker, the wafer that represents his body. His body was broken for us. And we're going to say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord and I believe you are now alive. Would you say that with me? Jesus, I believe you are Lord, and I believe you are now alive. And I remember by taking this. Go ahead and take that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just sense new life coming to some of your hearts today. Even some of you who've been believers a long time. See the life of Jesus bursting forth in you today, even as we take this communion. Now open up that cup for the juice that represents his blood. We're going to make another declaration. Are you ready? This one's going to go like this. I'll say it twice so you hear it. Jesus, I receive your free gift of forgiveness, salvation, and new life. Now let me say it again so you can listen. Jesus, I receive your free gift of forgiveness, salvation, a new life. Now say it with me. Jesus, I receive your free gift of forgiveness, salvation, and new life. And just receive it as you take that juice this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for your body broken. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood shed. That you once were dead and now are alive, and you're bringing us to life forevermore. We thank you. We thank you, we thank you. We're going to sing this song together as we end this morning.